we do sort of a fun, relaxed opening where we just naturally and organically say oh, something yeah. hilarious. How about that ball game, fellas? How about weather? Whoa. Alright, so, welcome to Sanity Check, a podcast devoted to staying informed and sane in the time of Trump. I'm Michael, and I'm joined today by John and Tom. Hi. Hello. We're recording on the evening of Wednesday, May 10th, 2017. Today is day 111 of The Resistance. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe on iTunes, the Google Play Store, and at our website, sanitycheckpod.com. Okay, so we're gonna. We always try to start with a quick, snappy, best and worst news of the week. I don't have any because I've been completely absorbed in the uh, main thing. James Comey <laughs> okay. being fired by Donald Trump. Yeah. So yeah, jump I mean, in. I guess didn't the 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 uh, French election was. Oh good. yeah, that was this week. That was that happened this week, and mm-hmm. uh, it went. Uh, for the good guys, I think. And the cookie guy won. <laughs> well, the less terrible guys, really. Oh, come on. He's a radical centrist. Did, like, all the leaks that happened, like, right yeah. at the last moment, I mean, it felt very familiar. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been talked a lot about, you know, the, the, the center right of France, like, refused to work with a fascist because they have they have concerns over the direction that would lead the country. And so they voted for an option that they didn't agree with politically at times and, su- and supported that option publicly, which is M- Macron, or however you yeah. pronounce his name. So, so that was your I good thing. Good. And yeah, so what was, your, what was your bad thing? Oh, I mean, probably what's going on with Comey. Yeah, was, so whoever went yeah. first was going to use that. Maybe someone else has something else. There was. There are other terrible things. <laughs> oh, there's always. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you want, you know, my terrible thing. I mean, the Scott Pruitt firing half of the scientific oh, yeah. advisory board is really terrifying. Just like how they, the basis of the continuing consolidation across multiple uh, departments of the United States government, and and sort of the, uh, in line with that, just general ecological policy right now is such a threat. Like, there's a methane vote that, was, that happened this morning um, about, uh, about repealing methane restrictions on federal lands. And three Republicans, Collins, McCain, and Graham, basically didn't support repealing the restrictions, so the measure failed. Maybe emboldened by the Comey stuff. But then the Department of the Interior announced that they would go ahead and and do it anyway without with whether the laws change or not they're still going to not enforce or revisit this policy so you sort of faked me out because i thought that was going to be a like a best news but then it turns out to actually just be another different worst news yeah I, there ain't a lot of good ones what about the health care when did that happen Hey, that was come on, I, someone still has to go. I am um, brutal. So for me, the worst, I was going to say, my worst was the 13 white male Republican senators writing the Senate health care bill. Um, and it, I was pretty sure that, I don't know why I was sure of this, but I thought the Senate was going to be a p- obstacle to this destroying the health care. But all the signs over the last week have suggested they're actually pretty cool with it they might sort of mild it up a little bit but 
it's going to be pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, so that was my worst. Would. But then my best was just Sally Yates made Ted Cruz look like an idiot, and that was pretty cool and fun. And he is, so. Yeah, Sally Yates was, a, was, was good times. It was a real high point yesterday. Sally well, she Yates, did such a good quite job. Smart. She's, she's very smart and being talked down to by a bunch of dummies who think they're very smart. And, like, the, the yeah. Cornyn exchange was that almost was baffling. Like, we were, like, talking about, like, Sally H destroys Cornyn. Uh, Cornyn. I have to not say Corbin because his name is very similar to the labor, labor runner and the, uh, for, you know. Well, the, and they're, they're very similar politically, too, John very, Cornyn and Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. Yeah, they're, they're identical. Um, oh, but what a bee can do. But, like, uh, I felt like her reply was more just mystified about what was Cornyn even hearing. Because she clearly says that she thought something was unlawful, which was the, the Muslim ban. Um, and then he's like, if you thought it was lawful, how could you have not supported? And he's like, I, I said unlawful. Like, he was like, are you having a stroke? Like, what is going on with you? Well, like, I don't want to insult you, but you seem not mentally sufficient right now. Well, so she, she also said... To him, you know, you asked me if I would stand up to a president who asked me to do something illegal, and I promised you I would, and I did. And, you know, there you go. Um, so the big news is the Comey affair. L'affaire Comey. Hmm. It's French? Um, so, yeah, Trump just fired James Comey. I remember I was I turned the news on, and they were like, this just in, Trump fired James Comey. And, I, and my jaw actually just, like, dropped a little bit. Because yeah. I did not expect that. Yeah. Well, it the it's the real question is is how people are responding to it. And I remember we talked about this a while ago when we were when it felt like something was it was heating up around the Russian things, and I was bringing up like couldn't couldn't he just fire him? Like can't he fire him and pardon everybody and just get off the hook? And it looks like that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. I'm sure I was like, he'll never do that. It's cra- It would be political insanity. No, I think you're, you guys, you <laughs> felt like like they would stand up. Like, then things would really get serious. But I'm worried it's not going to get serious. I, uh, I can't believe I would ever say that the Republicans would stand up. Well, so, I think I mean, you're yeah, more hopeful I, than I am right now. I mean, I think the historical precedent is, is I mean, people have refer- referenced the, what is it, the... Saturday Night Mon- Massacre? Monday Night Massacre? Is that- Saturday Night Massacre. Saturday Night. There's a lot of massacres out there. They happen on all sorts of different days. All the time. Um, and uh, the Saturday Night Massacre and how that kind of really kick-started the Watergate inquiry because people were like, oh my God, there's the cover-up going on. So the effort to create, to, to hide the information led to group, like more people searching and more pressure to search. And so I think that maybe is what we talked about. Although I might not have been there. It's so long ago. Um, I think there is some of that response, um, like a Richard Burr, who's the Republican in charge of the Senate investigation. Um, he had been sort of by reports stalling things a little bit, but Burr and, and Warner announced that they are asking Comey to uh, testify. They also announced that they have subpoenaed Mike Flynn for documents related to their investigation, which is the first time a subpoena, the Intel- Senate Intelligence Committee has put, issued a subpoena since the 9-11 uh, commission. Um, so whether this is sustained, whether they feel they can get away with it, I mean, um, I, I think Andrew and I went to a lackluster rally. I got there way later than Andrew did uh, in New York City, opposite Trump Tower. There weren't very many people there. Um, 
I don't know how many people really recognize that this is like our, the people that we might follow on Twitter do, but I don't know how much out of the people who are not really paying a lot of attention recognize this as the potential overthrow of the government or the initiation of that. Um, and we'll just have to find out uh, in a way. I mean, I never, none of this is predictive. Yeah, it's... um. I don't know what to think about it. it it's it's so clumsily done. Um, yeah, well, I've heard that. I mean, I think there's something so buffoonish about the about the process it was done. You know, everyone's spending all their time talking about like the way they announced it and like hanging out in the hedges and you know like just what a pathetic sort of process that they're missing how like dangerous. This, this what they they're doing it's like they're doing it like such clowns that people aren't <laughs> taking it seriously well yeah. and the other i mean there's yeah. a lot of crazy parts of it for me the f- most crazy is that they're expecting us to believe their official rationale for firing comey is that he inappropriately discussed the details of the hillary clinton email investigation during the campaign and that that was a breach of professional ethics that could not be accepted Yes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders called it, like, he committed atrocities in relation to how vigilant or how much he pushed trying to go after Hillary Clinton. So I, they, Yeah, I saw that. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is like, you know, if you were wondering who could be worse than Sean Spicer. Yeah. So it, uh, there's talk of, like, Trump in, in appreciating her performance over Spicer's hiding in the bushes performance. That he, <laughs> he might replace Spicer with her. I would miss Spicy, but for his own health, he should stop doing this job, so. Yeah. So, I mean, so are we, just to pull back, like, do we have differences of take on this? Because I think I'm sort of, I feel like I'm just processing. <laughs> like, it's, it was a bombshell. I initially didn't believe it. It felt like too... Neither did he. Have you heard that part of the story? I have no. heard it, but tell it. James Comey learned about this from... It was on a TV in the in a room where he was giving a talk, and he thought it was a hilarious prank. Like, he was like, oh, you guys, you got me. Like, I like I like you made it a video seem as if I had been fired, and, and it, they were like, we didn't... We didn't do that, and then everyone realized he was really actually fired. And then Trump's Trump's like thug bodyguard came to deliver the the firing letter to Comey. That's how it went down. Just you know, we were talking about this is like how a bunch of clowns operates. Yeah, yeah. and I and we I read that as some like someone defending it, like they couldn't be doing like this. Is it, like why would they think they could get away when they just make more people? interested in it but we i mean I th- we've read the uh, reports about his phone call with schumer that happened the, he, like he apparently called chuck schumer to tell him that he was gonna do something about well, firing I think, comey yeah the idea was that schumer would think this was great news i think trump thought democrats would like this not like but that they would accept it because they were mad at they comey. hate comey yeah they're yeah. mad at comey and so this is fine it's a, it's win, a little win. more complicated than that yes or a lot we- more I mean, well, he doesn't understand procedure or norms in any way, right? So he doesn't nope. get that what this seems like. That, like, regardless of whether people... Like, I heard people, like, Republicans, and, like, this is the Fox News take on this, is that, like, liberals wanted Comey fired, and, and then they, the president fires him, and they're not grateful at all for that. And so it's very... Yeah, it's it, like, what do they want, man? But the thing is, the, the, the problem is... 
I think that the the narrative that the media is following is this narrative that they like, which is he doesn't know how to be president and their their department's so confused and he watches TV and he doesn't make strategic decisions, um, like those kinds of things, when the real problem is he is trying to stop an investigation into his into his department. Well, I think people will sense that. I don't know these narratives. Like, I'm not caught up in specifically what narratives are going about. Like, where did you feel, where do you feel like you're getting that narrative? Because I don't watch TV news, and I think they traffic in that stuff particularly. Um, I think the, the narrative issue is not that, I, I don't watch a lot of TV news either, but I mean, you just think about people people like a story that has like pieces of it and this is a thing that they have been attaching a lot of the events to oh this he is he's failed in this way or you know the way he handled his health care was um you know was a mistake because uh he didn't talk to the right people or he didn't have you know process it correctly so it's like an easy thing that's known about their their uh cabinet and so this is another story that attaches that larger sort of narrative arc well, and the press loves process stories because they can comment on things that are happening without having to, without there being any like ethical or moral stakes. They can just say, "Oh, the White House is in disarray." Yeah. Um, Although the pre- the press that I'm reading seems to say be like they've pretty been pretty blunt about calling bullshit on the story that this is at all related to the, how Comey handled himself with regard to Hillary Clinton's emails, and they seem sure. focused yeah. on this. This looks like. And suggests an attempt to cover up an investigation into Trump's links with Russia. And there's been a, a slew of leaks about how much progress Comey has made, really, in that investigation. A thing I, which I think, in my discussion with people I know who are more on the left, didn't really know. They didn't really think Comey was accomplishing anything because it had been kept so sort of quiet on the level. But that Comey had asked for more money to the deputy AG who's supposed to yeah. oversee this investigation. That he's pursuing... Uh, subpoenas and uh, potential charges against people within Trump's inner circle, like Manafort being, I think, one of the higher uh, fish that he's seen. Which is such targeting. a surprise because he seemed like ethically unassailable. Yeah, I know. Manafort is, is like the fish that swims in the barrel. So it, not, it all looks... Is that a real saying? Shooting a fish in the barrel? No, that's a real saying. But yeah, I, I, just, I never, it sounds very Russian. Like, yeah, oh, I was just saying that he's the fish swimming in the barrel. Well, I was saying he's the fish that's in the barrel. He's the one that's easy to shoot, right? He seems I love to it. Shoot. But, um, Hashtag fish that swims in the barrel. Hey, I just create my own. I'm making language up as I go. It's mean uh, magic. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, do, I don't, I haven't sensed that they've not been focusing on that. I'm more concerned about sort of the broader, like, I, I very. I foolishly sometimes like read conservative Twitter or, or whatnot, <laughs> and I did that a little bit last night or this morning actually, and I was so soul crushed. I just sort of like sat sat in a in a chair in my apartment and just felt sad about w- that America is dying. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was sort of my take off of it, well, and that worries asked, me more. You asked earlier about like, do I have do, like do we have coherent takes or because you mentioned you were processing i'm definitely still processing but um i think for me it's been easier to think about the media response rather than the thing itself Mm. um the interesting thing to me about the media response has been that it's been all over the place i listened i tried to listen to a bunch of podcasts a bunch of podcasts i follow um had like special episodes to deal with this 
and then I also was watching some uh, news on on the television, and there was to me it seemed that there there just wasn't a coherent story because there were some people who spent a lot of time being like, do we really think that he let him go because of the Clinton emails? Like, that's what they said, and that's what we have to go on. And I was like, of course that's not true, you idiots. Like, why are you wasting our time with that? And then on the other side, there were people who were talking about um, constitutional crisis. You know, so the the range of, of concern was went from, like, oh, this is unusual to, like, four-alarm fire... Um, but then with the thing itself, I really am not even sure if Trump is trying to cover anything up or if he was just didn't like that the Russia investigation was in the news and he blamed Comey for that, or if he didn't like, you know, if he saw, if he had it, had it in for Comey and then Comey misspoke, misspoke, he said something that wasn't true during his hearings where he said that there was automatic forwarding of the emails to Anthony Weiner's laptop when that wasn't true and they were manually forwarded, which who cares? But, you know, it, it presented an opening where you could say, oh, well, this is the last straw. Yeah, I thought it was that, you know, Tuesday morning there was talk of how Comey had misspoke about the day before about this email situation and, and how Huma Abedin's emails got on her, you know, husband, ex-husband. I mean, notorious shitbag Anthony Weiner. The Wiener Man. Yeah, Weiner's laptop full of filth. And um, he, like, I thought they were gonna, they were trying to soften it. They were figuring out how do we spin this, spin this so it doesn't make look like he was as big a doofus as he was. But I think they were waiting in time because, by all the reports that were going off rumors, Trump had at least for a week been talking and discussing about how he wanted to fire Comey. Yeah, and, there's a and I think that's that lines up with everything I've seen as well. That yeah. timeline that Trump was looking to get rid of. And it's connected, really, as you were saying, to that Comey spoke uh, and, and, you know, he was asked to speak in front of this Senate investigation. And he said on May 3rd, sort of revealed like how in-depth it goes. And he didn't squash it. He just continued to say, like, there's an investigation there and we're pursuing things and it's widening. And the sense is that he wasn't, you know, he's never declared himself a clear Trump loyalist. I thought that the, the email stuff was him trying to somehow bend to find a way to, like, make Trump happy by pointing out like Clinton did something bad. But I mean, this is just one more, you know, never, no matter what anyone does to try to get on Trump's good side, he'll cut you loose as soon as it becomes convenient for him, you know? And like, mm -hmm. so Comey was trying to be a jerk to Clinton about her emails the whole time because he was trying to curry favor with the Republicans and avoid them being mean to him. And, you know, that's the sort of karmic justice here is like, well, see what it got you. Nothing, you know, like, yeah, I mean, as soon as you became inconvenient, you're gone. I'm not concerned about so much karmic no. justice as I am concerned about just justice. I mean, if but, our country um... has to be destroyed so that Comey can pay for his <laughs> professional oversight. <laughs> let, us let us remember that Comey is the greatest monster in American history. He um, her emails, you know. I just yeah. feel like that from what I've heard of the, um, you know, on podcasts that I've been listening to, like it, it's jumped too quickly to conversations about who's getting points and, conver you know, just like it's well, just feel feels like the, about. Every, you know, the status quo, like 
Trump shouldn't have mentioned the Russia stuff in his email because that like made it okay for media to talk about. Well, but specifically, if you blah blah blah. You're like, no, you don't understand. Trump like, was <laughs> like, I appreciate that you mentioned that I wasn't under investigation on three occasions, but it's not enough. Like. He yeah. didn't just mention it. Well, he didn't even say it's not enough. It's he just he, in his dismissal of Comey, he tried to get out there in the public that he wasn't under investigation, which is untrue. I mean, he, I guess he's not specifically under investigation, just associates of Well, it's of the him. distinction between is he personally under investigation or is his campaign but, under investigation? But the idea that he properly interpreted information given to him, we have like lots of examples of how that's not not accurate. But he so he had to get it in there, and then it undercuts the notion that he was that Comey was fired for this reason related to the misstatement that he gave the day before or to the emails and that he didn't address either of those things. But the one thing he did address is the Russia investigation. But like the theoretic gaffe of like not having that email reviewed before he sent it or not being more politic with it doesn't change the fact that oh. he's under investigation. He's gotten rid of the guy oh, who was not. doing it. Like yeah, so, that doesn't so, have any point. He's just fired the guy who was investigating right. him and his group. Like, and, and, and that's why I'd say, Tom, like, let's not, let's, I agree, like, let's not even talk about it. Like, yeah. the, I'm not here, just, no, none, neither of the three yeah. of us, I think, want to score how, how intelligent Trump is as a politician. Like, he's a buffoon. The fact, I, I thought, in my, in what I was re- reading, I was glad that they so qu- quickly, you know, the Washington Post moved past, or the New York Times moved yeah. past this whole, like, oh, her, it's, her, it's related to her emails. They're like, this doesn't yeah. hold together at all as yeah. a story. There was, like, you know, CNN had a crayon that was, like, the, the White House keeps shifting its story on why Comey is fired. Like well, Kellyanne and Sarah gave two different stories pretty much at the same time. The one I saw is that Kellyanne is saying, Kellyanne Conway, who they brought back, is they, they need someone to lie this big. They, so there's a few people they can get better than her. That Trump is not under investigation, that no one associated with the White House is under investigation. That there is no Russia investigation at all, which is certainly wishful thinking in, in what they intended to do. Um, oh, yeah. This, so Kellyanne Conway said, this has nothing to do with the campaign from six months ago. And so the official story is that this is about how Comey was unprofessional mm-hmm. during the campaign six months ago. And she had just said that, I believe, in that one. Yeah, in so, that. you know. And, and, and Spicer and Sanders negated each other because Spicer said that it was, uh, what's uh, the, the assistant district attorney, what's his name? I don't remember. Um, I, I don't. I want to say Ron Rothstein, but I just feel like I'd also just be making it up from a 1930s game so, well, like, movie. So, so what, Tom, what should I'm, be I'm watching on board for? With talking about the substance. Yeah, like what's the next thing? How do we know which way this is tipping? There's You're a like, march on June 3rd about holding accountable. So if you want, as a, an individual, what you can do it is you know call your people, you know demand an independent investigation. Say congratulate people who are demanding that already. Saying keep up the great work. We're here. We're standing by you. Try to march on June third if you can. Uh, I think they're setting it up for D.C., but there probably will be sympathy marches in other large cities around the country. Um, and those are the things you can do. I, I, I think, like from a standpoint, like we want we want articles of impeachment drafted now. Like the three of us. I mean, you know, right. if anyone's listening to this and expecting some different well. perspective or like. You know, uh, uh, like this sort of cross. I'm actually more a 25th Amendment guy myself. Yeah, okay. But, you know. None of us are Jeffrey Lord, basically. None of us can summon whatever the bullshit is to, to defend what, who Trump is. So that's what we would like. But none of that's going to happen instantaneously. It's, it's, you can say off of this information, Jason Chaffetz said that the scope of the investigation should include 
how Comey was let go. Like that should be a part of the Senate investigation. That's Chaffetz saying that. So yeah. I, I don't. His foot's all hurt. Yeah, his foot's all hurt. Like, I, I mean, maybe they're happy to look good now for a while and it makes them look better in light of how they're going to continue to try to destroy the, you know, the healthcare system in this country. I think if it can take some heat away from that, I don't really know the politics of it. But there, it's very hard to look at this, and this has been said by copious Republicans, and not question the timing or the cause of it. And the information yeah. around that, I guess we're dependent on leaks. We're dependent on people to come forward and say, but like the, the assistant, like the, I forget what the number two in the FBI is, but that person has been asked to testify as soon as possible. Rod Rosenstein, I think is his name. That's the, isn't that the AD? That's the assistant know, AD. I mean the number two in the FBI. Uh, who worked under Comey, the person who was Comey's lieutenant, was been asked so, to testify. So I mean, are we seeing some sort of unification of a group of, you know, Republicans with a conscience? Or No. No. We never will. Um, but, but we are but seeing do... more rhetoric and more people willing to take combative rhetoric. Whether yeah. the conscience thing is in their heart, and, we, and so far we have glimpsed very little of that being a sustained consideration. But, I think, though, but... You know, Tom, following what you suggested before, it is really worth focusing on at the base of all this. Trump was under investigation and he just fired the person who was in charge of the investigation. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting to sort of speculate about did he do it because the investigation was close to figuring out something, you know. Like, was Comey about to get the tape of Trump saying to Vladimir Putin, hey, make sure you release these email leaks from John Podesta? You know, and I need some money. Or was Trump just irritated with Comey? You, you know, and apparently Trump's irritated with McMaster. Trump has fired other people, you know. So it, it's not totally unprecedented for Trump to just get mad at someone and fire them. But e in a way, either of those, it still it still sends a bad message. This is a very bad well, thing. Well, those, are this, those aren't necessarily different, I would say, because I, I, I don't think that it's... I think it, the truth from all that is being reported or leaked out is somewhere in between, which is that Trump was upset that Comey continued to do the investigation. There's reports that he asked Comey to, to investigate the cause of the leaks and not this Russia connection, and Comey declined to do that, which is basically to squelch the investigation. But whether he was getting close to uncovering the smoking gun against Trump, I don't think is necessarily what it shows. He was just going to continue the investigation. He did not indicate that he would bend to Trump's will on this issue. And Trump does not like people who don't follow exactly what he says, regardless of what, what he said is coherent or makes sense or works. And so, like, Comey didn't defend his claims about voter fraud. Comey didn't defend his claims about pretty much anything with regard to this investigation. And so Trump did the thing. And I, he, I think he saw an opening where he thought that this would be, by all report, this would be a bipartisan situation. And Democrats immediately were like, listen, we don't like Comey, but we know when you're killing an investigation. Like, it's not hard to see. Because even, well, even... Yeah, you can even get take another level and just say it's, it's a political firing of a justice system and you know leader whatever else so whatever the specifics of it are which i think you're laying out a good point about you know to what extent the specifics are important or you know it's a gradient but whatever the specifics are yeah trump decided that comey was not falling in line with his political needs and he fired him 
And that's what gets to the level. That's what gets me thinking about how this is a crisis. Even though I like, I agree that Comey handled himself unprofessionally during the campaign, but that doesn't mean that it's appropriate for Trump to just fire him because he's not performing the way Trump wants him to perform. Yeah, and firing him in the middle of a situation where he has no clear replacement, no clear way to continue the investigation. No one. Well, he wasn't even in his office. I've seen this point made too that Comey was in Los Angeles, and so you know, depending on one's penchant for seeing. Oh, okay. You know, dark schemes. If you wanted to fire someone and then have a chance to make sure they couldn't get at certain files or certain evidence, this is how you could do it. But yeah. again, just going back again to what you said, those details are less relevant than the core story, which is Trump fires FBI director the, the, politically. I mean, the phrase conflict of interest has lost meaning in the era of Trump being the president because Trump is rife with conflicts of interest. I mean, we could talk about this whole China story that was sort of probably going to be a big thing we I were going to talk about. I was just thinking about that. With uh, the Kushner family. Visas for sale. We know yeah, the president. Visas for sale. Um, but the, the, this is obvious. Like Someone's investigating Friends of yours, your people related to your administration, and you fire him. If Clinton fired Ken Starr, which is not a thing he could have done because he was independent, if Obama tried to shut down the Benghazi hearings, like that would be a, yeah, a well, clear... Yeah, well, or like if Obama had fired Comey during the campaign... Or fired Comey during ca- the campaign... That would have been totally inappropriate. If he took any action against Comey when Comey announced this looking into the Clinton emails that had been in, <laughs> when in Comey announced that he had a lot of integrity and he was very yeah. he was very disappointed and, and then the, and the other thing aside from like Trump's conflict of interest part of this firing from a procedural standpoint we even talked about is that the assistant AD was asked to by reports he was asked to on Monday write up a document criticizing Comey based primarily on how he handled the Clinton emails which well, yeah, but clearly Trump was like, look, I want to fire this guy. Write me a letter that will allow me to fire him somehow. I don't that's, care what it says. That, yeah, that's what it seems like. So this guy wrote it, uh, and and um, they're trying to say that he wrote it, that Trump heard him say these things and then wanted him to put it in writing. But So it seems like he was trying to find a pretext, which was often cited, which didn't even feature the thing Comey had just done that was the issue. They had to issue a second memo to say that that was bad. Um, and there's like two pages on, on Clinton that sort of feels like a he smoke also, show. He also but then, some, oh, sorry. But then the assistant, district, uh, the assistant AG didn't in that document suggest that Comey should be fired. It just suggested that Comey no, was handled things. No, just like, this is very unprofessional. The AG, Jeff Sessions, is the one who then issued his own statement saying, based on this information, my recommendation to the president is to fire James Comey. Now, this, this is, is Jeff Sessions who has recused himself. Yes. That's, <laughs> exactly, that's exactly where I was going. So the person... Oh, so Step that, all over your punchline. It's all right. Uh, you know, this is a comedy routine right now. Um, so, yeah, the, the Trump has a conflict of interest in that he's part of this investigation. Sessions has a conflict of interest in that he also may very well be a part of this investigation as someone who's involved in the Trump uh, administration, uh, the Trump uh, tr- transition, the Trump election campaign. Um, was connected Trump to a lot of the advisors that are being investigated by, by report. It's like there's a lot of... It's very unclear, but Carter Page is linked to Jeff Sessions. And Sessions is someone who, as Mike just said, recused himself for lying in his um, hearings to, to become the attorney general about whether he had had a meeting with uh, the ambassador uh, of Russia, Kislyak. And that's the ambassador who was in the Oval Office today, yucking yeah. it up. 
and we call that the aristocrats. No. Um, yeah, those photos. Have you, did you see those? I mean, because yes, those photos are like a big fuck you to America. Yeah. So who is? Do you, either of you know who Larov is? Like, I don't remember. Lavrov. Lavrov. Oh yeah, he okay. he's a real he I, he's my favorite of all the Russians because he's a real cool customer, and he likes to crack wise and be sarcastic. Which like the one that happened today was someone asked, you know, what do you think? about James Comey being fired and how that will affect the relationship between our countries. And he said, he was fired? What Ugh. are you doing? How do, who knew that? And like, which is so funny because he he's just totally yeah. trolling then, us. Yeah, and then he gave a sarcastic like shrug. And, and Rex time, Tillerson smiled. It, this, this, I mean, this is, this is an insane, like, this is bad. I mean, people have commented on it. This is bad filmmaking level insane what happened today, which is that well, you, Trump fire, fires... Comey, who's investigating potential Trump, Trump associates ties to the Russian government and how that might have impacted the election. And at the next day, Trump personally meets in somewhat in unprecedented the Oval Office, in the Oval, in- Oval, Oval Office with uh, Lavrov and Kislyak, who was not announced to have been the someone. most forgettable man in Washington, yeah. Sergey so, Kislyak. The very people that that, <laughs> that the associations with them are, are part of the issue, and the only people that were able to record it were the Russian state press. I know. Like, it's got everything. This is were, like a rap party for the United States of America. And so there's these photos that the Russian government took of them, the three of these guys just yucking it up. And you're He's just having like... having a fantastic time. It, this is like pornography for Putin. Like, there is, this is, like, this is no way this serves anyone's interest domestically. Like, like Republicans are just like, this does not help them in any way. Like, like it Trump seems do, amazingly, so, yeah. Like, I love to speculate about why he fired Comey, and that's interesting. But this photo op for Russian state media in the Oval Office—I mean, like, they might as well have just started pissing all over the desk. It's yeah, like yeah. the message it sends to America is like, you all got played. Like, the photo should be just like the Russians handing a giant briefcase of money to Trump, and yeah, Trump being with like, a big Thank smile, you. and like, yeah. pointing, or like one of those giant <laughs> oversized no- checks, yeah, novelty checks. Like, yeah. it should be like, here we did it. Like, we, we, I mean, we made it was that. Happen. Blatant, and, though. And I mean, then, we're laughing, and then but Trump was... giving the Constitution over to them and just being like, "Here you go." One of the things and then doing like used some weird Russian dance on it the, about Trump. You know, they would say, "Oh, he's really good at marketing." Like, "Oh, he's really good at you know putting yeah. out a particular image." But I- I've never really found that to be that true. And in this case, unless he's doing it on purpose, you know, unless he's really trying to just perform a dominance display in front of the entire United States. Which may be, I mean, I mean that is very classically him. I mean, he well, couldn't. Yeah, but. He couldn't create a worse photo op for him to deny that the that the Russians have something on him because Lavrov in that meeting is just all giggles. He's like got the biggest smile. Like Trump. I know they're like, Trump wow, giddy, we finally he, won the Cold War. Yeah, it's he, amazing. He seems like a beta male. Like Lavrov Trump is and Kisiak, he's yes. totally cucked up. And uh, and then you compare it to like you know Trump meeting Angela uh, Angela Merkel like you know where he was such a d- icy dick to her yeah dour and grumpy our and like he, good friend and ally Germany and then he's like oh I'm so happy to be with my real friends Russia yeah. it's the most positive he's been in any of these he photo was having ops. a fantastic time and like the, the next stage is just Putin coming into the White House I mean there might be a photo of Putin like with his like leaning back in the Oval Office chair with his feet on the with fucking his feet desk. on the desk because yeah. it, that's the level of which they seem to not give a fuck how this looks. They don't. And, they and don't. it's don't. that's it another matter. thing I'm still processing. It's like... I, I, like People I don't... could still spend their time talking about this, you know, purely 
purely as being like a game or some sort of, uh, you know, what's this going to cost them politically? Yeah, well, I was going to say the photo op is definitely like a major win for the Russian state photographer. And like, I would take points away from the American <laughs> reporters. Exactly. They didn't get the photo. Yeah, so. yeah. They, they didn't do it's a major loss for America and the idea of um, of a society of laws. And then, as was also pointed out, and this gets also not quite fully tinfoil hat, but just a gen- general CIA thinking. If you have in the Oval Office like three Russians with like I don't unclear how many people related to the president, American people in the American government who are loyal to America, it's very possible in that time they put a bunch of listening devices. And, and security yeah, issues in the Oval Office. I well, mean, yeah, like Kislyak is like, here's a special keepsake that I want to give you because you're my good friend, and it's oh, like the yeah. teddy bear with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, nice. It's, it's an Elvis mic- although, uh, yeah. teddy bear. You can just call it, Trump. I mean, a, they don't really a, need listening devices. It's like a microphone with googly eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Little like, lapel pin. Be like if at the end of Independence Day, like Bill Pullman just like comes in and like the the two aliens just like hang on the side of Bill Pullman and he's just yeah. like like serving them tea, you know, like hey aliens, like this video and microphone rig commemorates your success on the Apprentice <laughs> TV show. So, so I get the part of it that is like I don't know what I don't. There's no ambivalence anymore. There, there, there no, should Trump be no, is clearly this un, is a, unbound. So if people continue to stand by him, like they, there's very little that you can do to, to talk, yeah. pivot that. It's like That actually gets to my biggest fear of all, which is whether he'll allow there to be free elections. Yeah, there remains. You've said, you said that for a long time, and I, I, I say that all the time. It, but well, at this point, I, I just don't know. No, no I, what are going to say? I, I think we we have to. They move moved the elections out. back by another month. Like, oh well, don't worry, we'll have it. We're just well, no, we're we just disorganized. We haven't like figured it out yet. Yeah, I was I was doing a group on Sunday of people who are trying to like meet and talk every other week about the election and what they can do. Hey, we do that. Yeah. And uh, and I was just thinking, like, don't let's not think about this as small. Like, I like, and this this made it very clear. It's like what we need to do about what is our political action. Like, we need to take brickbats to the street and fight for our democracy. Like, there's no, there's no, like, like yeah. there's, there, there, this isn't. There's no, there, there, yeah, there's no middle ground anymore. Well, it's like, like, we there's not like going to be a sign. Like, it's no. happened. Yeah, we've gotten all the signs. Oh yeah, and and so if. If you don't, if you feel like what I need to do more is like work in my local local soup kitchen, or write really like angry plays or like funny tweets, subtweet the president. Like it's beyond that as terms of like a, a minimum level of effort. But yeah, the uh, most important thing is to keep a detailed score of who's winning the day. Yeah, mm. that, but that, no, I mean that was a. No, that's a joke. I mean, I don't think, joke, but, but I don't even know. Oh, I just don't. I don't. I don't listen to these podcasts. I don't. I don't think like that. Like, I don't even know how to. Like, I just think about. I just feel hurt that this is like the America that I, I, I'm living in. I mean, the way I think of it is like America throughout its history has had really dark moments, but we have now entered like this is the civil rights era. This is you know the Klan like widely lynching people. This is like. This is a, a government. This is a coup. This is. I mean, people have talked yeah. about this being a coup, and then these are the actions of a coup. There, there was uh, uh, West Virginia cops arrested a journalist for asking questions to Tom Price. 
Yep. It, the reasoning given is that he did he asked the questions outside a press conference, which is not a legitimate reason to well, arrest the, the member of the press. The constitution is really clear that yeah. the free press is only in the context of yeah. a press conference. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a, it's a, it's a, there's an asterisk, and and you can see that. Yeah, it's like in, if in, you're you know. in West Virginia, it's different. Yeah, John Jay just like pencil like put it in pencil. And Jefferson's like, "What's West Virginia?" <laughs> Um, <laughs> What's going to happen to Virginia? <laughs> Why are they taking it away? Uh, you don't so, want to know, Thomas. So I think it's you know this is you know t- this is Turkeyish. Like you t- t- take so your you, lower level autocracy currently going around, and and we have the actions that fit that. And it's been pointed out in a, in a way that I don't think is necessarily should be our focus, but this legitimizes authoritarianism across the globe because the United States has lost any moral authority to check anything. Tillerson has basically abdicated that a long time ago. Trump has also abdicated it. Tillerson is baffling. It feels like he was precisely put there because he's a non-entity. He's there to be an empty suit, to basically occupy the space of the State Department. Well, he's there because the org chart requires someone to be the Secretary of State. But it's also and he that just by, hides and he doesn't by, talk to yeah. anybody and he just wanders around. But like, by, <laughs> by, by pointing to that, he shut, they've shut the State Department down from doing anything. Yeah. So there, there is well, no Jared Kushner is taking State care Department. of it all, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Kushner's uh, put it. You mentioned the Turkey thing. You know, Erdogan is coming. Oh, sorry. Erdogan is coming to the to the White House to do a state visit. Yep, he was invited to visit on May sixteenth. I mean, Trump said he would be honored to meet with Kim Jong Un. Like, he has an odd sense of who he wants to. He loves these dictators. But Tom, I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, I just said I hope Kushner. I I just expect Kushner put his resume in for that FBI director job. Yeah, I think he, he doesn't put his resume because he just gets the gigs. He doesn't have to like be vetted. So I think well, it's he, like it, there is like a he has more power in his unofficial role without having to get any Senate confirmation. I assume they're going to install yeah. Giuliani. I mean, it's very unclear. There's talk of Trey Gowdy. There's talk of all these sort oh, of shitbag Republicans. They, you know, every level. Red, of it, the red red skull is actually going to be. Uh, Multiple Republicans, maybe they're all never Trumpers. I, I don't have a list of who's the never Trumpers, but multiple Republicans, not currently within the government, have said that this, this demands, like Trump's actions of firing Comey, demand an independent investigation just yeah. basically to save the Republican brand. Because if there isn't one, then Republicans have to basically decide okay, we're going in the direction of what it's like to be a one party country where that party dominates not through any sort of democratic means, but by just like systematically taking power away. Now, we can say that they've done a few of these things already with regard to voting restrictions and voting laws. What are you talking about? They love everybody to have an equal right to vote, yeah. whatever color they are. As long but, as they can be white or like off-white. A little they tan white. Taupe. They can be like a cream. tan guy, they but like be, not too tan. They get f- farmer's tan, like the, the, yeah, the, yeah. or burnt, sunburnt red. Um, yeah, they can, I mean, I think that, they have to decide that they're fully on board with this. Like, and McConnell might be. Like, he he said that he's fine with Comey. Well, being McConnell's fired. already named. I was waiting to see what McConnell would do. And yeah. McConnell gave a statement where, he, which I interpreted to mean that he continues to be on board with Trump for for now. I think he's tied himself too closely to do anything else in a way. Like, he he couldn't pivot away reasonably at this point. Well, it's not like his wife works in the administration or anything. <laughs> I love how when Mike says things, they're all they're they're fake. It's just all sarcasm. It's not like McConnell's wife works for the administration as a payback for McConnell preventing a bipartisan statement on the Russia hack of the elections. Yeah, it's also like it's not like Mitch McConnell is a spineless, moralist scuzzbag willing to sell out and lie to maintain power. 
hey, that's the Senate Majority Leader you're talking about. So, I, you know, I think it's – the question really does come upon, like, any reasonable Republican. Like, right, and there are not going to be any. This is why I keep talking about suspending elections, because at one, you can always assume that Republicans are going to cave and wimp out and fail to stand up for what's right or America. Like healthcare. Well, they're not – yeah, exactly. Like healthcare, like a million other things, like during – even during the Obama years. And so assuming that happens, they're going to end up tied to Trump and they're going to be heading for a really bad election outcome in 2018. I hope, but I mean – And Trump doesn't have any particular attachment to democratic governance. So, so well, I mean, there's a lot of incentive for them to, to suspend things or to find Or to find way. some way, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a McClatchy article, McClatchy doing, dropping a lot of, like, we've, we've sniffed out rumors and that Republicans are freaking out, that they have no chance, that this is going to obliterate them, because it emboldens the liberal base so much. It's so clear. You have, it certainly so yeah, has it, done that. I mean, the healthcare I mean, thing and then this? Yeah, there was a speechwriter for John McCain, um, I think it was John McCain, who said... Like he thinks that the only maybe the only like he didn't know he would to say this, but the, maybe the only way to save America is to is to make sure Democrats sweep into Congress in, in 2018. And we would certainly agree with that. We probably felt that already to some degree. But like I do, I do think there are people who are aware of it, whether this motivates the large amount of people. Like I, I think the main thing Trump will use is just apathy. The same way he tried to use that yeah. as a tool in this election. You know, Clinton called people super predators, so clearly she's a huge racist, and like that remains true, so you can't trust her, so vote for this guy who's going to fuck you over. Well, and Trump never did a racist thing. Like, for example, he never published a full-page ad calling for the execution of five innocent black men for a crime they didn't commit. Yeah, he was never brought up on by HUD on issues of, I think it was HUD or just like on charges of racial discrimination and housing policy in the 1970s. There's got to be another one. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a hopeful person, so I, I, and I can't tell you, because t- Tom, I feel like you're, where, where should Tom stand at the end of this conversation? Well, we don't have Andrew, so all we've got yeah. is you and me being like, it's even worse than you just said. Scream and freak out! Like that, that's, um, but, like, I feel like every time Tom does it, Tom, it's sort of like, what, how should Tom end the conversation? Like, where should Tom's opinion lie? <laughs> He should call uh, his no, senators think, and representatives every day and make sure to encourage them or guide yeah. them to the, do the you, right you, thing. You should kiss your children and, and, and love your wife and, and, well, that, and, yeah, and treasure these moments dearly before we I mean, all unless you don't. are dragged away. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think from a, yeah, from a political standpoint, I don't know whether you should feel optimistic, but there is no, a... Don't there feel, is, no, don't feel... I know. I'm not at all optimistic. Don't There's feel optimistic. I'm at least we're in, we're a heading for optimistic. the abyss here. This has pushed bipartisan anger up a notch, just so that that is clear. I think it has certainly forced liberals, Democrats, to have to galvanize on some level, hopefully. I mean, the, we, we, were, we were relitigating the effing Sanders-Clinton shit like two weeks ago from people. It was Well, O'Malley would have won. I mean, I, we <laughs> should talk about that for 45 minutes. <laughs> O'Malley would have won. That was a good one to pull out. Um, and I, I think, like, hopefully this ends it for, it's going to end it for at least a week, right? But, like, there is, it's, there's not options going forward. Like, yeah. the, the country is under, is imperiled. And, and it's in huge we, peril. We felt that probably from early on, just sensing, like, the man who said, only I can fix it, and then, and then came around and offered zero solutions and blamed everybody else the minute he was president. Like, yeah. the guy who says, only I can fix it, surrounded by... 482 flags. Like, like, that's not a guy you can trust. My hope had been that he would end up 
being ignored that like the bureaucracy would be powerful enough to you know just he's he's just this angry child having ta- like twitter tantrums and and we just get on about our lives until he goes away because you know not he has doesn't he's not effective and and that's just not happening i mean he's yeah i think that's is, not the world we're in that's not that's not where we've gone we've gone no, to no. a space where he is very despite his floundering or maybe even because all we spend our time thinking about is the way that he is um looks like he's floundering he is removing all of these people like he's actively and fairly successfully tearing apart this bureaucracy and nobody is stopping yeah i mean in the well, reality he can stop i mean the yeah president, he, this, he this has the said, tools yeah. like the thing you're saying that you hope to do he 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 had the hiring freeze he realized that he rather ha- he would rather have the government not work than work in a way that he didn't design in some sense so he's just left a lot of positions empty all over in, in various departments. Mm-hmm. And we know we have one-party control right now, so Republicans didn't stop him in any way from implanting people that were going to tear these agencies apart. They, like, that Sessions is acting the way he's acting or saying the things. None of this is surprising to us. He, that's why he had to recuse himself from the Russia investigation. It's, he, you know, he, he was clearly you know, implicated. He was complicit in these very issues. And yet they well, still he, put him was in. Brought down by Kislyak, the most forgettable man in Washington, <laughs> yeah. just like I said. And Republicans didn't try to oust Sessions then, and they allowed Pruitt to go forward, who, like you know, advocated for policies against the EPA. It's like they 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 systematically installed people who advocated against the organizations they were going to be running for the longest time, and so they, that's what's happening. They they, they just did one in a weird organization I don't even really know much about where they appointed somebody as an interim individual at a lower level, then fired the appointee of Obama. It was like a, related to sort of, I think, corporate oversight. And by doing that, the guy who they put as the interim is allowed to become in charge of that organization without having to be vetted. And he's like, we're going to do oversight in the other meaning of that word, where like, I didn't notice what they did. Let's give them some money. Rimshot. <laughs> we don't have to give them money. Um, <laughs> But but so this has a parallel, I think, to the French election, where mm. um, Marine Le Pen was the second of the two candidates in the second round of the presidential election, and a lot of the other right-wing organizations disavowed her and encouraged their voters to support Macron or to not vote, but not to support Marine Le Pen, because she was a, well, fascist. So... Um, and, and that is not what we're seeing in the United States, and that's what we need. Yeah. Or that's my my belief is that Democrats are already doing everything that they can think of to. You know, they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but they are trying as best they can. But we're in the minority in the legislature, and we don't have the presidency. And so it's going to require. This is why I'm hopeless because it would require some Republican to say that they're American first and Republican second. And that this is obviously insane and dangerous, and just and I think if so, if that began to happen, this would all well, it's, it's complicated, but it would basically all be over pretty quickly. You know, if the Republicans decided it wasn't worth it to support him anymore, there's a even just that happening wouldn't with nothing else changing would change his behavior, would change their behavior, would change everyone's interpretation of the what was happening. But I don't see them doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've told people that the re- realistic expectation is that if there are going to be investigations into the Trump White House, we need to take back It'll Congress, be from the Democratic the House. House in 2018. In 2018. And so that's why you're f- fearful of the elections, and that's a, certainly a, a valid concern. I mean, at this point, it's like we're not it's january 20th was when he was inaugurated we're we're like what is that four months five months because we haven't well, in May subjective 20th. time it's like 50 years yeah. but yeah and it's actually been about four months so I, I i don't know where like all the indicators have happened they've happened as bad as like he, it's been so fast he's shown no regard for norms in any way the expectation that he's going to ever care about norms seems ridiculous so what do they need? Like, how much does he need to dismantle before they go, like, I guess we don't have an America anymore? You know, well, yeah, and, this and is... obviously, if, if he challenged their authority, if he started saying, like, I'm going to jail, you know, John McCain for not endorsing me, then maybe they would feel obligated to stand up and actually put their foot down. But he, we can skirt that for years. I mean, we can, the rest of us can be... Yeah, well, their, in, their in... hunger for tax cuts and immiserating poor people is boundless. And if, so yeah. as long as he'll sign their bills... They'll pretty much let him do almost anything. Um, the other thing, though, I was thinking, you, we were talking, what can we do? I actually think um, voter registration drives are going to be really important. You know, you mentioned the civil rights era earlier, and one of the things people did at that time, because I sort of joke, and I'm not always really joking about suspending the elections, but it's much more likely that they'll just tamper with the election, you know, prevent people from registering, prevent people from being able to vote, close polling stations, things like that. And so I, I'm looking at that as something we might need to do to sort of go to places that aren't New York City, that aren't, you know, Los Angeles, but, but that they, are like... They, they just, I mean, you know, we're coming off last week, they announced studies showing that about 200,000 people were in Wisconsin... Yeah, I saw the same of thing. ...voter ID laws, and most of those disproportionately affect demographics that vote... Uh, democratic. These are and, these clearly racist voter ID laws and, and so, in their impact. Yeah, and so and the, and the margin in Wisconsin was like 22,000 votes, so it doesn't take very much to have swung that. So what you're talking about, Mike, they already happened, and I, I, I think that like Let America Vote, that organization that was yes. founded fairly recently that Jason Kander, right? Jason, Jason Kander seems to be at least the po- visual point person for it, but there's a lot of people who worked in the Obama administration also on the board of directors like they seemingly are going to be a very consequential organization. And like I've been telling yeah. liberals and, and people on the left who seem to not know about them to like pay attention to this organization and follow some of the information that they're going to be putting out there, hopefully, because they're going to be spread very thin, trying to make sure that elections aren't tampered all across the country. That's actually another reason for hope is um, there have been organizations that I think are really cool that have sprung up to try to address this. And you mentioned Let America Vote, but the one I like, there's mm-hmm. a couple doing this, where with the strategy of accumulating money for the Democratic candidate in a House race once such a person exists. So, you know, it's sort of like a, a, an existing yeah. war chest of funds so that if you win the Democratic primary, you just get all that money. And I think that's a really smart strategy because it encourages people to run. You know, it's as if you run, you'll have all this yeah, money. It's free money. Just give it a try. Just anybody. Yeah. Um, There's some concern about that because in theory, we do want to have some issue, you know, some focus on what those Democrats actually believe. You know, like the era of the blue dog Democrat doesn't feel like... Well, that's the like part with them we, winning the... You know. They have to win the Democratic primary in that district. 
And, and so, I mean, there, there's... And hopefully it's just not a party boss saying, like, look, look I have this cash or money available. Like, let, yeah, let me finagle things. But, but, but we'll have to look, see. I'll, look, a corrupt, centrist, blue dog Democrat, I'll take it. Yeah, I guess. Corrupt. I mean, it depends what, uh, what district you want all we're in. I wouldn't Joe settle Mansions. for that in San Francisco. But like, are, if we, we're are in... we talking about what's keeping us sane, I, I feel like? Oh, are we? Is that, are we <laughs> well, I think Mike brought up the word hope, so I do feel like that's, yeah. where, that's where we're going. Okay, well, so let's, let's get to it. How are you staying sane? Thomas, what, where have you settled? <laughs> yeah, you brought it up. What? Stand and deliver. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I think I... I have... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. But at the same time, I do feel like this has shaken a bit of my lethargy. And I've started looking at some of these groups. I've donated some money. I'm starting to actually open the letters from Democratic council you know whoever nancy pelosi again the dccc yeah Yeah. Uh, well so so i always say i'm not staying sane and that's the truth um i'm just doing all the things one does calling the people giving the money to the people um i I would you know i I don't the the coming news is is shocking and and really terrifying i i think there's there's a Watermark, or I don't, I mean, you know, the high the, watermark. Well, I would say that there's, there's these elections coming up that sort of are w- ways of measuring the wind. Yeah. Uh, the oh, yeah. Montana. One, Montana. And I think seeing how those go in wake of this news, because there was already a shift towards, in very red areas, towards some uh, Democratic candidates, seemingly in response to frustrations with Trump and concerns over Trump. This Comey firing should make any of those people politically engaged, along with potential health care repeal, um, more, more active or more focused or more aware. Um, it's, it's certainly not going to discourage them from coming out there and really, you know, Tom MacArthur, who wrote the MacArthur Amendment that helped get the ACHA put through the House, got shouted down a ton tonight. Um, there's going to be that sort of anger in a lot of these other places, maybe. And so... I'm going to wait a little bit on some of those things to, tell, to help me gauge like how, how hopeful I should really feel about going forward. And, and I, I would like to be optimistic just to, to you know, put the next few weeks uh, in some perspective. Because the Ossoff comes pretty soon in early June, right? And uh, I don't know when Montana is. I mean, you know, Mike. I do not know. Um, but, I, but I think at the same time, and a thing that's kind of crystallized for me only relatively recently, is I would say that some of the value of whether you're saying or not is like, I think we, we tend to feel that like our anger is unhealthy because that's a little bit how we were raised. Like we were taught that like anger is a negative emotion and we need to learn to free ourselves of that. And whether it's like going to do yoga or like being more mindful, trying to be more considerate to people who don't know, like trying to shed ourselves of our, our anger and various techniques was, was some of the goal. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't, whether I think the attitude of we have to fight, fight to the last breath on this thing is assured. I mean, I don't, I've tried to, you know, the election made me weirdly more positive about America. And some of these actions have, in a way, also made me more positive about America, which is that America shouldn't stand for what Trump is doing. There are countries across the globe where if this happens, this feels like the norm. But we do, when this happens in America, we should think that this is un-American. It is not un-Russian to behave this way. It's it's not un Chinese oh, historically, yeah. certainly not un North Korean or or, or un uh, Iranian. 
Yeah, it's not, it's not, um, yeah, it's not un-Saudi Arabian to behave this way. So, like, this is, you know, America is something worth defending on some level. There's the promise of it, and, you know, it's becoming clearer and clearer the need for an America. Because if we don't, if this doesn't exist, we are, it is, it is left to the, to the... Vive la France. Yeah, vive la France. Well, yeah, it, it's, we're giving Justin the, Trudeau. The good, the good things are getting a lot <laughs> of opportunity to express themselves. You know, but we, this is like, we're, we're, you know, we, we, you, all we have to do is go look at the footage of what's going on in Caracas in Venezuela right now with yeah. a, a, a very virulent pushback against that terribly run demagogic government that people on the left didn't really react to immediately when they started infringing upon press freedoms and infringing upon individual rights. Well, that's rights. like with the Muslim ban, where people were like, we're going to really say no right now, like right at yeah. the beginning. Not, not now, motherfucker. Not we're not going to say, oh, we'll yeah. see how it goes. The, so the, I, I think we can oh. look for examples of where we could go if we don't stand up right now very easily. They're contemporary, let alone historical. And I do feel, at least talking to you guys, like there's some energy to that, to push forward. The Montana special election is on May 25th. So it's coming up. Um, right. So, so to to go out, um, do you, I don't know? Do you want to read? We could, Mike, do you want to read any of that that weird Trump press release, like that weird paragraph, or or the crazy Carter Page thing that he wrote, where Carter Page somehow I don't was like, read anything from Carter Page. It'll make me dumber. <laughs> he was proud that he was happy that Comey was fired. I was like, no, Joe, you're happy that the guy who's investigating you was fired. Edward Snowden spoke out that this was a bad thing. He was like, this guy's trying to put me in jail. And I think he shouldn't have been fired. Yeah, it doesn't take much to understand when norms are broken and when someone is trying to, to obstruct justice with regard to an investigation into their own activities. Like, this, this is, you know, I mean, I, I guess the mobsters and goodfellas are charismatic, but this is goon, they're, they're a bunch of goons. They're acting like goons. I think, I, yeah, so if, if I can read the end of the letter that Trump sent to Comey, and then if we want, if we want to end that way. Oh, maybe read that and then read Comey's letter that was released tonight that's a little more of an upswing. This is Trump writing to Comey. This is uh, the FBI director, Comey. He writes uh, a bunch of stuff I'm skipping. And then, while I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in its vital law enforcement mission. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Which well, is such line. like shitty boilerplate. Can we feel the, the, the confidence growing? I know. <laughs> I mean, that's... I, Did he misspell It doesn't his surprise name? me that Trump's a bad writer, but and plus I'm sure he didn't write this. I think he wrote the thing about three separate occasions. That's di- that's a direct. Yes, I'm sure he wrote that part. And then someone was like, "Throw in a throw in a best of luck in your future endeavors." There. <laughs> yeah. Um, I we don't could know. also end on. A, I don't know. I was just finding trying to find a more hopeful quote. Um, well, I think Comey's response from, is pretty good. But oh, yeah? I can find one? that if you want. Oh, I just have one from Obama, which is, it is my fervent hope, uh, and the hope of millions that such courage is still possible, that today members of Congress, regardless of party, are willing to look at the facts and speak the truth, even when it contradicts party positions. 
Oh, he's so. Did cute. Obama say that today? He's such yeah, a cute. He's that's a cute. adorable. That's the yeah, same that's old cute. Obama that he's didn't get anything cute. done for all those years that the Republicans a, kept moving the football. He's a cute little puppy dog. He just did, he, maybe eyes. he and Susan Collins can meet for four hours and then she won't do anything different than she was going to do. <laughs> okay, off topic. So just do the Comey. The Comey. You want me to, you want the whole thing? Because I think we're yeah we're trying to wrap. All right. Here's here's director former FBI director Comey writing to. Uh, to his colleagues and friends to, to about how he just got axed unceremoniously. To all, I have long believed that a president can fire an FBI director for any reason, or for no reason at all. I'm not going to spend time on the decision or the way it was executed. I hope you won't either. It is done, and I will be fine, although I will miss you and the mission deeply. I have said to you before that in times of turbulence, the American people should see the FBI as a rock of competence, honesty, and independence. What makes leaving the FBI hard is the nature and quality of its people, who together make it that rock for America. It is very hard to leave a group of people who are committed only to doing the right thing. My hope is that you will continue to live our values and the mission of protecting the American people and upholding the Constitution. If you do that, you too will be sad when you leave, and the American people will be safer. Working with you has been one of the great joys of my life. Thank you for that gift. Jim Comey. So there's there's a few parting shots in there, I think. Yeah, pretty mild ones, though. I was expecting a little bit more of a, like... I think for James Comey, that was... Yeah, yeah, he's a mild man. He is a mild guy. That was throwing some big punches. Should I do the thing? Should I close the episode now? Let's do it. <laughs> We're out. Peace. No, I have to do that. There's a whole script here. Oh, God. There's a whole God, Ben script. Thanks for listening to Sanity Check. Make sure to join us next week. And if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe at iTunes, the Google Play Store, or at sanitycheckpod.com. You In heard the that meantime, the beginning. keep resisting and persisting. <laughs> You're lucky I can mute tracks. <laughs> what were you saying? I mean, you said at the top about where to find it. It's like...